This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Oh, this is going to be a good one. We've got a question for you today about the biggest mistake you have ever made on the job. And well, there's a very good reason why we're talking about this. It's going to be explained to us right now with the help of Claire Allen. Hi, Claire. Good morning, Simi. Good morning. Now, I love this topic because everybody, I think, at some point has made a huge mistake on the job. Claire, have you done this? I have. But you know what? When we were talking about this, I realized that my mistake kind of went unnoticed, but the internal pain was quite deep. Oh, well, unnoticed, and that doesn't count. I don't know. It it was very embarrassing. So what happened to me, uh, before we get into the story about what happened uh, in the UK, is I used to work at Pottery Barn, and I was like the greeter. Oh, yeah, this is so funny. (laughs) The greeter at Pottery Barn. And at the time, my friend's sister lived nearby, and they had a rabbit. This takes quite the turn, these stories. Uh, And the rabbit uh, needed someone while they were away to check on the rabbit, see what's all doing. So I uh, went over on my break to check on this rabbit, and I was so tired. You know, I was like young, still had a partying pretty, too yeah, much, exactly. still yeah. had like an active life. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I'll just lay down for a couple minutes. I think I fell asleep for like two and a half hours. Wait a minute. You forgot <laughs> to go back to work? Not on purpose, but yeah, I did. You slept so, through the rest of your shift. Almost all of it. And so that I like sheepishly, sheepishly like sauntered back into uh, work and I was so embarrassed and like nobody said anything. I was like, oh. Tell me they didn't notice. Did I get away with this? But of course, because like I just felt so bad, I went to apologize to my manager. And he was like, oh, I didn't even notice. And I was like, oh, Claire, also got away with it. didn't bode well for your job if they didn't notice whether you I, were there or not. I mean, I was a greeter. How I get just like I'm not doing an essential service. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. The reason why we're talking about this is the story out of the UK. What, this is spectacular. Tell us about this. Right. So restaurant work is very demanding. It's quite yes. intense. And uh Working in a restaurant, you know, the industry's not known for being very kind and understanding. It's high pressure. But uh, a restaurant recently tweeted out sort of like a chin-up message to an employee that had made a quite the costly error. So what happened is that at this a diner at Hawksworth Moor Manchester, which is like a steak restaurant, okay. the equivalent of the keg, we'll say, in the UK, ordered a bottle of wine. Now, what they ordered was, uh, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this, a 2001 Chateau Pichon Longueville Contessa de la Lande, which is 260 pounds. So that's 444 Canadian dollars. Expensive, right? Still an expensive, expensive bottle, bottle of wine. So $450 bottle of wine, uh, yeah. Here's what happened, Simi. This waitress or waiter was, you know, it was a busy night. They were a little stressed out. They reached for a bottle, thought they got the uh, 2001 Chateau Pichon, and realized instead, well, the manager realized instead what happened is that they handed them a similar vintage of wine, uh, the Chateau Le Pen Pomeral 2001. Total cost for that bottle, 4,500 pounds. And so the late the waiter or waitress uncorked it, poured <gasps> it into the the, uh, the people's glass, charged them for the cheaper bottle of wine. So they got a $450 bottle of... They, no, they, they got, got a $7,000 bottle of wine. 7,000 Canadian bottle of wine. For and they $450. Paid 450 bucks. And so the... Holy <laughs> moly. I've been a waitress and I know I would just... If I had realized what I had done... I would probably just have walked off the job and be like, well, uh, this, is, this is the end for me. Yeah. Exactly. But so what the restaurant did is they tweeted out saying uh, to the customer who accidentally got given a bottle of Chateau Le Pin Pomeral 2001, which is 4,500 pounds on our menu last night. Hope you enjoyed your evening. To the member of staff who accidentally gave it away, 
chin up. One-off mistakes happen, and we love you anyway. Unbelievable. That's very nice. That is fantastic. So they, good employee, mistakes happen. I mean, obviously she can't do that again. Well, I don't think he or she ever will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will, she will be, they will be looking twice at every bottle. But um, uh, people wow. on social media were saying, like, this mistake is unforgivable. And the restaurant was saying, no, no, like, she's a great, or he or she's a great uh, employee. employee. And, you know, these mistakes happen. It was a busy night, probably dimly lit in a steakhouse. And they could see how this had happened. I am so impressed by the restaurant's response to this. Uh, so you mentioned yours where yes. you made that mistake and your manager also sounded very forgiving. Well, I don't think he or he noticed, but you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> and did you ask other people about this? I did. Yes. We have a montage of uh, some other big mistakes on the job. When I was in university, I worked on Parliament Hill, and part of my job was passing messages and keeping track of the 308 MPs in the chamber. And once I got Jason Kenney, now the Premier of Alberta, and a different MP mixed up. And let me tell you, Jason Kenney did not seem amused to be called somebody else's name. I thought that I had pressed the off button, but, it, but I still had my finger on the on button. And I went off. F-bomb. And I uh, threw to the traffic and I was sitting there and I was getting a little bored because it had gone on for a little while. So I decided to um, take a look at this new David Attenborough uh, documentary that was happening. It was about whales. So the whales start breaching and whoo, whoo, and it was just a beautiful documentary. Then all of a sudden, I was alerted to the fact that it was going to air. I was working for Todd Hancock on his show and his partner on air, Karen Kuhn was leaving to go to the morning show. So he had this big thing planned, like it was like this emotional speech he was reading out. And I looked down and I didn't turn the pod on, so like none of it was going to air. So I was talking with some coworkers about what it would be like if we use an eggplant emoji as a signature, just as a joke. And then I was going to test it by sending my coworker this email with an eggplant emoji and it went to the wrong person who's a very high profile global employee. I remember that. I remember when that happened because that wasn't that long ago. We all looked at him like, what did you just do? Why would you even do this at work? (laughs) What were you thinking? It's very funny. Oh my goodness. And mine was very similar to John McCombs there. John McComb pointing out that he forgot to turn his microphone off and he swore... I forgot to turn my microphone off and I said what I really, what I thought about a a politician that we had just interviewed and that did not end well either. That was a pretty big mistake. Yes, I remember because I was the producer producer and I got the phone call. Yes. (laughs) So everybody has made a mistake. I guess we want to know what everybody's uh, worst mistake is at work. Yours actually, Claire, I'm going to be honest, wasn't that bad. Falling asleep on the jobs. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Nobody noticed I know, but still, like imagine if they had. (laughs) Imagine if they had. Well, you're still young. You might still have your worst mistake ahead of you. I could still fall asleep here. Who knows? <laughs> She's come close sometimes. Uh, thank you for Thank that. you. That is Claire Allen. Well, we are talking about the worst mistake you've ever made on the job. And we're doing this because of that story that you probably heard about out of the UK this week. There's a restaurant there where one of the servers was supposed to serve somebody a $450 bottle of wine. Uh, By accident, served them a bottle of wine that was worth $7,000. And of course, it wasn't noticed until it had been consumed. And the restaurant said about the server, hey, one-off mistakes happen. We love you anyway. And we thought, man, that is some understanding boss. What about you though? What's the worst mistake you've ever made at work? And 
How did your boss respond? 604-280-9898. Let's start with Alex in Delta. Hi, Alex. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, thanks. What'd you do? Got a good story? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I went back and reclaimed my citizenship from Greece. Over okay. there, you have to do the mandatory military service. So one day when I was on guard duty, nobody was else around me. I put my gun down. I put off, took off my helmet, took off my other stuff, and kind of fell asleep. Oh. All of a sudden, somebody, I heard something honk once, honk twice. And then the third honk, when I opened up my eyes, well, who wasn't my commanding officer of the Army base? Well, he just looked at me kind of looking like, what are you doing? I put on my helmet, put my gun on, and walked around the corner and just kind of put down my head. <laughs> oh, no. Did anything happen? Um. I would have got, as they say, jail time. That's more military service on top of your original time. But because I fell ill, I kind of got away with it. But otherwise, I would have been, yeah. You would have been hooped, essentially. Oh, big time. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) That's not, it stuck with you, though, didn't it, Alex? Oh, God, did it ever. Okay. Thank you for that story. That is a good one. Alex fell asleep on the job and his commanding officer in the Army caught him. Not pleasant. What's your story? What's the worst mistake you've ever made on the job? Howard is with us. Hi, Howard. Hi, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. What do you got? What's your story, Howard? Well, I think I can top yours and, and Claire's. Um, many, many years ago, I was a young promotions guy working with the casino at the PE. Okay. And we had the old BC building. There was 2,000 people there, and I was running the promo booth and making all the announcements on the uh, intercom. Um, well, on August 31st, we had heard that Princess Di was in an accident, and everybody kept coming to me, being the guy who had the radio, right. what's happening, what's the update, etc. So I was telling people, finally, I heard she had passed away. So I mistakenly get on the speaker oh, to no. 2,000 people and say, ladies and gentlemen, just want to let you know you've been asking. Princess Di has passed away, but good luck, everyone. I had my boss chasing me so fast. Uh, the funny thing was people looked up and went, did we really hear that? And then they went back to business. So at least we didn't have nobody rushing out. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. Howard, thank you for that. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, telling everybody about the death of Princess Diana and then telling them to have a good time. That's a bit awkward. Let me go to Doug in Langley. Hi, Doug. Hi, Sammy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. What'd you do? You got a good story? Yeah, so I was pretty fresh out of high school. I think I was about 18 years old. And I worked for one of the major banks in the back office, the Cash Operations Center. And okay. This was back when internet was sort of just being invented and applied and a lot of loose ends. But So we had access to the system because we had to process all the ATM transactions that came through. And I guess I pressed Control-Alt-Delete or Alt-Tab <gasps> or something. And I don't really know what I did, but um, about two days later, uh, I remember like security came in and I was marched into the vice president's office. It was very scary. And they kind of drilled me and asked me all these questions. And then afterwards, I guess they figured it was innocent. And they said that I crashed the whole ATM system for about 24 hours across Canada. And it like, you know, cost the bank quite a lot of money. You did this? Yeah, I guess I did. They said I did. And uh, they... uh, so I thought, well, that's it. I guess I'm fired. I was only 18. And and in fact, no, they said, no, we want to keep you around because, uh, and they promoted me and then they wanted to analyze everything I did so they could fix it and make sure they closed the gap. And it was kind of a really interesting turnaround. I thought, oh, game over for me. 
Wow. And so they, they used you as an example, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive, yeah. Doug. That was fun. No, well, not lesson. fun for the people fun who couldn't story. get their money, but that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Doug. Not funny for the people who tried to go to the ATM that day, but great learning opportunity for Doug on that one. Let me go to Donna. Hi, Donna. Hi, Simi. Uh, my story is uh, I was a, an almost graduate hair student at a hair school many years ago. Okay. And I was chosen to fill in for a hairdresser at her shop in a hotel. And one of the customers that came in, she had, I remember, very dark, thick hair, which had to be kind of flustered to begin with. She wanted a perm, so I wrapped her all up with the perm, set her in the sink to rinse her off, sat her back in the chair. And I realized partway through the process that I had forgotten to put the neutralizer on her. So the the perm would not be a perm very long. And uh, I went back to the school to to finish up my last few weeks, whatever. But no one ever said anything to me after that. She told me this woman's perm lasted like a couple of days? Maybe even a couple hours. I have no idea. And she'd probably spent a couple hours sitting there getting it done. Yes, and she had so much hair. I was just, what do I do with all this hair? And I was still a student, right? Oh, my goodness, Donna. And nobody ever said anything? No one said a word. All right, you got away with that one. Well, I did, but I think of it a lot. I'll bet you do. And I'll bet if you ever had to give a perm again, do it again, you never forgot the neutralizer. Oh, I've given many perms since, never forgot the neutralizer There you go. Lesson learned. Donna, thank you so much for that. Let me go to John. Hi, John. Hi. What's the haps? What's the haps? What's the story? What do you got? I used to be a programmer analyst at UBC for 40 years. One of my... uh, systems I wrote and supported was the United Way system. Okay. And uh, whenever we sent out letters with uh, labels on them, you had the name of the employee and uh, where they worked. I had to make a change that quickly that evening because uh, physical plant had subsidiary uh, divisions like sheet metal, gardener, electrician, whatever. And that would be easier for them to distribute the uh, donation forms. Okay. Um, I made the change, tested it, Letters went out. I got a call next morning from the president's secretary, and she's laughing so hard. This is in the early 80s when budgets were cut and everybody was tense. Yeah. And she said, uh, the president is laughing so hard he can't see straight. And so is all the staff. The letter went to President uh, Smith, president's office, Gardner. <laughs> you put the wrong titles on everybody's well, envelope? I forgot to clear out the designation from physical plant. So everybody was getting the subsidiary division codes uh, descriptions on there. So I was getting calls from financial service girls who were in labor. <laughs> that would have been quite a mix-up. So what, did, what happened? And everybody was so happy, especially the president's office, because uh, all the tenseness of budget cuts and layoffs, uh, this added the frivolity. And that evening, the president showed up at the games room where my friend, uh, academic friends and myself were having a beer. He came over to the table, sat down, bought everybody a beer and said that was the best time anybody had in the president's office during these budget constraints. You know what, John, it's also conceivable. You may have saved some jobs because they realized if we cut back, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen, right? And when the boss came down to my uh, office, closed the door, she said, did you test it? I looked her straight in the eye and I said, yes. She turned around, walked out. If I'd have said anything else, 
I was gone. (laughs) I just know it. John, thank you so much for that story. That is a good one. We are talking about mistakes that you made at work. What is the biggest, worst mistake that you've made at work and how was it dealt with, like by your boss, by other people? Uh, Call our buzz line if you've got one of these stories. We had a lot of them from the people here that we work with, actually. Uh, But you can call our buzz line, uh, 604-331-BUZZ. That's 331-2899. And let us know how that worked out for you. Sometimes it works out well. Other times, not so much, right? So let us know. What's the worst mistake that you have ever made at work?